Hello, and a welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews. See that again? Here's Johnny's Reviews. How can the hell can I fuck up my title for crying out loud? Anyway, and Mady Movies, which is my look at bad female superhero movies that were supposed to show women as badasses, yet failed miserably. These movies are uh, Supergirl 84, Elektra, A Barb Wire, and today's movie Catwoman 2004. Uh, the Catastrophe of a movie, which was in development hell for years, which was originally supposed to be a spin-off from 1992's Batman Returns, a movie I have covered, so check my archives if I'm interested in listening to that one. However, uh, due to Hollywood fucking around and both Michelle Pfeiffer and Tim Burton walking away in 2000, then after years and years and years of rewrites, here it is, a movie about the evils of face cream and Halle Berry's career suicide. Is the Bond curse actually real? After all, this is the first movie Berry did after winning her Oscar. And ever since, she's done turkey after turkey. However, this movie came out in the age of awful superhero movies such as Fantastic Four, Elytra, Hulk, Daredevil and Superman Returns. Thankfully, a Batman Begins killed that fad off, and now we have Wonder Woman. Anyway, back to this movie. Is this the cat's meow, or two other cats screaming for a humping in a back alley at 2am? With a ridiculously huge budget, and where the hell did they do this budget, of $100 million, this thing pulled in a woeful $40 million. And I know this movie is bad, from its awful CGI, stupid plot lines, and buck nuts, wooden hammy acting, shameful stripper outfit, trying to be a superhero outfit, and more cat puns than Arthur Kit, Julie Newmar, and Lee Motherweather could shake their cat and nine tails at. A thing is, however, is this a good, bad movie? Is there any fun to be had in this thing? Because, I mean, even though it's a bad movie, is there fun to be had in a good bad movie? I mean, like Charles Angels movies, you know, they're terrible, but they are so fucking fun. Let's see if this thing can actually hold water. Starring uh, Halle Berry, Sharon Stone, uh, Benjamin Bratt, Lambert Wilson, and Alex Bornstein. Directed by Beethoven, whoever the fuck he is. At that plot, a shy, put-upon woman is killed by her evil, amoral boss. After finding out their new line of skin cream is a dangerous, she's brought back to life by a mystical cat, and now she's Catwoman out for revenge. And straight off the bat, I love how the producers thought that this movie would empower young girls and women. Yet, what's it truly about? A woman with a dual identity that's by night stalks criminals and steals jewels because, you know, cats love shiny things. However, by day she's wolfing down tuna and raw salmon, turned on by catnip and purring and hissing like a bloody cat. Uh, her big bad is a beauty company and a woman who is mad she's getting old. Also, that outfit, who the hell were they trying to kid with a wonder bra held together with two belts, shredded leather trousers and open toe sandals with six inch heels? Is that going to protect her? I think not. And let's cut this shit here. This movie was made for horny 13 year old teen boys to perv over the movie poster. Uh, this movie does not empower shit. Anyway, on with this bloody thing, because it'll hear me roar. Which opens up on Egyptian drawings, 
of cats, showing them as gods, and how they were worshipped around the world as quasi-tribal music plays. Finally, after three and a half minutes of this, we meet our hero Patience Phillips, played by Halle Berry of the excellent movies A Diner of a Day, Monster's Ball, and Swordfish, as she's floating dead face down in the world's cleanest river, as she voiceovers her death and life. Typical film noir opening there then. And cue uh, the first of the terrible CGI as the camera zooms around a fake cityscape onto a skyscraper with graphics even a PlayStation 2 would be ashamed of. And what precisely is this bloody city? I mean, is it Metropolis? Is it Gotham? Is it Midville? Is it Central City? Is it Star City? I mean, where the fuck is it? It's not actually said. Is it actually the real world? Is it Chicago? Is it New York coming? I come on, give us a bloody name. Anyway, we find out Halle Berry is playing a geek uh, artist working for a big bad makeup company. And how do they make Halle Berry geeky, I hear you ask? No, not by placing her in glasses or having her buttoned up, but by placing her in oversized clothes, making her clumsy and giving her a terrible wig. Basically, you know, half an hour in a salon and she'll be hot. In an open plan office, by the way, I hate open plan offices, they're so fucking annoying. We meet her best friend, Sally, played by Alex Bornstein of Family Guy, Gilmore Girls and The Cleveland Show who is addicted to the new experimental face cream that's supposed to stop ageing in its tracks and gives you unbreakable skin. And oh yeah, she's surprised that this untested experimental face cream is giving her headaches. Hmm. Also, she's basically your stereotypical horny BFF. On to the movie's a big bad, George Heder. Uh, played by Lambert Wilson of the Matrix movies and his wife, Laurel He Dare. Oh god, He Dare, seriously, he's a fuck. Oh, moving on. Played by Sharon Stone of Basic Instinct, A Total Recall, and Casino, as they're having a board meeting about this fabulous new face cream and how it's launching in less than a week. Also, how Sharon Stone has to step down as the face of the company because she turned 40. Yeah, like 10 years ago, maybe. And she's replaced by a much younger model. So, with a few barbed comments between the husband and wife, it's on to the next scene at lightning-fast editing of him chewing out Halle Berry's poster for the face cream. Oh, yes, and her awful, oversized, and I think, back-to-front top. Hmm. Sharon Stone stands up for her, so he gives her one last chance to change the poster by midnight the next day. That night, however, and yet more piss-poor CGI as it zooms to Howie Berry's bedroom, where at 4am she has had a wink of sleep due to the douchebag neighbour across the way having a party, a loud rock party that is, at 4am. So no one calls the cops in the city then, you kidding? She tries to stand up for herself, but she's too meek and shy to do so. Foreshadowing. It's here. She first claps eyes on a mysterious cat watching her. The next morning, yet she's in the same outfit as before, she's shown painting as the mysterious cat gets her attention. So she investigates finding it stuck on a window arch. So, oh, I don't know, calling the fire brigade or even a bloody police or even the fucking building superintendent. No, she goes out and stands on a rickety old air conditioning unit to try and save this bloody moggy. 
me for God's sake, she's three up. I mean, the cat could probably land on its fucking feet from that distance, but not her, she would flatten her back. Anyway, moving on, along comes useless male cop Tom Lone, played by Benjamin Bratt of Demolition Man, Miss Congeniality, and Doctor Strange, to try to rescue patients as he thinks she's a jumper. So, within seconds of her him rescuing her, she's at the door and rushing back to her job, and yet more bad CGI as the camera zooms into the dead building to get more sniping between George and his wife, as she looks disgusted her pictures are taking down, because you know, 25 foot vanity pictures are taking down because she's over 40, my god, the humility of it, humility, eh, that's a new word, anyway, moving on. Ellen's something about his lead scientist has concerns about the new untested skin cream, but, you know, quote, scientists are worse than models, uh, they need mollycoddled just like children. Therefore, he's evil. By the way, if this stuff is untested and unproven, how the hell is it getting rushed out? How is it getting past the FDA? Also, if the scientists have problems with it, why rush it out? Hello, lawsuits. Back to Halle Berry and Open Plan Office, which they knew is the same shot from much earlier, right down to Sally holding her head, complaining about the sore head. Okay then. Also, she's wearing the same outfit. Okay, now, on Halle Berry, I can understand and forgive, as she, after all, she had a little sleep the night before. Plus, maybe she's like Einstein, has multiple of the same outfits. But Sally, eh, nope, they clearly used the same fucking footage. As her GBF points out a quote, a man sandwich. Really, movie? Man sandwich? Because, you know, every gay guy is a man hungry, camp, easily excited, screaming queen. Really, movie? After some terrible scenes, of which I'm guessing is Sally trying to flirt with Tom, Sloan, uh, the copper that is, we see Tom handing over Halle Berry's wallet and. Uh, what the fuck? Moving on. Oh, we also get to have a look at her workspace. You know, for a geek, there's not one geek thing in her fucking cubicle. Not even that wee cheeky X-Men poster. Nothing. Uh, he asks her out on a date, which she has to be talked into by Sally. Yeah, right, because this bloody six foot two, quote, hunky man uh, asks you out and you say, Oh, no, I can't because I'm a modest woman. Yeah, bullshit. Yet more flirting from Sally. And it's on to her and her GBF to, quote, fix patients by shaving her legs. Oh, yes. And sticking her in a leather outfit. What the fuck, movie? Again, female empowerment. You know, leather outfits. Yay. Uh, still no time for this. It's time for sped up office work and some awful editing, which is the bane of this movie. It looks like someone has had 50 Red Bulls and, is on a and has ADHD. It's 11 45pm and Patience is on the phone to a courier service. She can't get one so she has to rush across town to the lab. And yes, you've guessed it, more terrible zooming CGI. The lab is locked up so Patience has to use a side door and we see George Dare getting told the face cream is bad for the skin. As it not only stops ageing but if you stop using it, it turns you into the Dark Knight Joker. Oh uh, yes, it also gives you headaches and fainting spells. Patience overhears this and has to run for her life as he dares henchmen uh, run after her, shooting at her, and then they literally flush her down the drain, hitting her with toxic waste, making me think the first time I saw this movie that she would have super strong, unbreakable skin as well as cat powers, but nope. 
She's then drowned and somehow the body wash up on a rocky beach covered in cats as a mysterious cat from earlier breathes life into her. And boom, she's now Catwoman with cat powers such as wolfing down raw fish, ordering a white Russian and a barber while asking for cream and going nuts for catnip. By the way, according to behind the scenes, all the cats in this movie are real. They just have terrible CGI pasted over the top of them. Why would you paste over a real cat with terrible plastic looking CGI? Anyway, Midnight, the mysterious cat, breathes on her with tuna breath and this somehow gives her cat vision, cat reflexes, cat speed and a hatred for dogs. And we then see patients returning home, hopefully to shower and disaffect after floating in toxic river water. But no time for that, the next morning it shows patients waking up on a top shelf because you know humans love to lie on shelves to sleep. Oh no wait, that's cat silly me. I forgot she's not got human. She's a cat. Yes, a five foot eight cat that walks and talks. Oh for fuck's sake. Which then she falls off landing on all fours. Again, humans don't land. Oh, moving on. And oh no, the phone call woke her up was from Sally at 1pm. So she didn't turn for work then and nobody was concerned to give her a call. Mm. She has also stood up the quote hot cop. Midnight shows up giving patients her address, but no time for that to take the cat back. It's more zooming CG into the office building. Oh, no, wait, actually, no, she's taking the cat back. What did it, the editor actually go, fuck, this is the wrong scene. Cut back to the cat lady, to Midnight's owner, the mad cat woman, Professor Olivier Powers, uh, played by Frances Conroy of Six Under, American Horror Story, and The Mist TV. She's basically a pissed off Bucknuts cat lady who was kicked out of her professorship job after she taught Catwoman throughout the ages and cats are actually gods of roaming the world to give women powers to empower all womankind over the evils of man. Blaming male academia for her flaws. Okay then. Moving on, it's here. Halle Berry, Oscar-winning actress, voted the world's most beautiful woman, rubs catnip all over her face. Really, Pitoff? On to George Hedder chewing on it again for losing the poster designs. Like I said, editing missing is lightning fast and fucking uh, whiplashing juicing. It's here for no reason. Her newfound cat powers kicks in and she stands up to the bully because, you know, cats stand up to bullies. And she is, of course, fired in a spot, but no matter. The whole office gives her a round of applause, so that's okay then. Uh, once cleaning out her office space and leaving the building, Patience explains to Sarah how she feels different. She feels empowered. She feels a new sense of entitlement, in essence. If she's supposed to be a cat, by the way, why is she carrying a box not sitting in it? Walking down the street, she hisses at dogs because cats. She then spots shiny jewels that just have to look like fingernails or cat claws. Also, since when are cats attracted to shiny things? Hm. Sally faints in mid-conversation. She's rushed to hospital where in the very next scene, Sally's talking about how hot her doctor is and how the hot cop is and how patients should go for this hot cop because her one characterization is horny. Also, feminism power, because this movie is just empowering women. As you know, women never objectify women. <coughs> Hen parties. <coughs> Chippendales. <coughs> Every puff guy ever. Oh, excuse me, that's my allergies to bullshit double standards. F 
for foxes. Women don't objectify women. My arse! How comes every time there's a male superhero, he has to be shirtless and the females explode and so does the fucking internet? Yet as soon as Wonder Woman is shown with her midriff, that's sexist! Fuck off. On to Inspector Clueless, as I'm going to call him for no as he tries to teach a group of school kids to be good by playing basketball. Kieran. In walks Patience with a cup of coffee with I'm sorry written on it. And Q. The basketball floating scene that makes the seesaw scene from Daredevil look like hardcore porn. As Patience shows off her new cat powers to dunk on Inspector Clueless as she wall runs and has super jumping abilities and shit, you know. Mm. Moving on to Sharon Stone. Uh, pouring jealous over pictures of her replacement as from her window, she sees George going on a date with said replacement, causing Stone to crush a crystal glass in her hand with no effect. Back with Haverberry, as she shovels down canned tuna down her throat like it's audience approval. Didn't I say? This movie went into extreme reshoots after test audiences hated the fucking movie. Now, if this is a reshot movie, how bad was original footage? Anyway, Sally calls my hospital to get the gossip from Patience's quote date with Inspector Clueless and she tells her she bets him at basketball. Sally goes, oh no, I'll never beat a man at sports because it makes them feel castrated and not manly. Uh, moving on. As she walks around the apartment balancing on tabletops and counters because you know cats like balancing on shit. That night, with the dickhead neighbour, is holding another loud party, so after asking nicely of him to turn down the music, she goes over there to kick his ass by whipping him with a keg nozzle. And hold on a second here, this guy's apartment is a bar slash dance hall? Really? It's a house, but it has its own bloody bar and dance hall? Right then. On to her making her suit, which is nowhere near as cool as the scene of Michelle Pfeiffer cracking up, trashing her home, and sewing her PVC cat suit. But just patience digging out the leather outfit from her gay best friend bought her for earlier. And oh yes, the classic not looking with two scissors haircut makeover. One hair dye and some eyeliner later and she's Catwoman. As she steals a motorbike and then heads to the jewelry store to steal the necklace she saw from earlier. And now she's a bad kitty, watch her purr. Speeding to the store and fast forward shots that would make even Blade 1 blush, by the way, I covered these movies, check my archives. She arrives at the store, but oh no, nasty men have beaten her to it, so she kicks her ass using the power of bad PlayStation 2 graphics and a stunt double. One tiny little thing here, what was wrong with this two-piece leather outfit? It gave her coverage and support, but oh no, that's nowhere near sexy enough, so it is dumped for a wonder bra, two belts, open toe sandals and ripped leather trousers. The next morning, she wakes up with no memory of what happened, but with hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of jewellery over her apartment. She bags up said jewels and returns it to the store with I'm sorry written on it. We find out the weird claw necklace Wonder Woman had her eye on is Egyptian, but of course, and Inspector Clueless has been tasked to find it. As at afternoon, we see Halle Berry using Not's Google to Google cat.woman. Here, she finds out cats are actually demons. Well, that might be true, as cats are evil, vile, vicious, disgusting, selfish, nasty, creatures only interested in themselves. It's back to the weird cat lady for answers, and here is the male academia line, which was so stupid, even Halle Berry rolls her eyes at this fucking line. She then pushes patients off a balcony to prove she's a cat and no longer human. Uh, hands her a mask, and Berry is now off. 
And I love how the only way they can get Michelle Pfeiffer anywhere near this turkey is a promotion headshot from Batman Returns. So that night dressed in her stripper outfit, she's out for revenge as a cameraman hangs on Halle Berry's ass and tits for a good 10 seconds because, you know, female empowerment. And oh my god, if I thought the CGI used for the city was bad, the one used for Catman looks like bloody PlayStation 1 graphics. Anyway, she hunts down the gunmen that killed her in a bar, which she orders cream, and kicks his ass, and oh shit, didn't I mention the quote sexy dance? Well, no, because it's stupid. In a crowded bar, she cracks her 12-foot whip, then acts like a stripper. And by the way, what she got this whip from? Whips are us. Also, this whip goes from 12 foot to 6 foot to 9 foot to 25 foot, all on the same fucking whip. Also, on the behind the scenes, it claims Berry, Calaberry had a week's worth of 90 minute training sessions to get the whip tricks down, which is bullshit, because in other behind the scenes stuff, it clearly shows Calaberry holding only a whip handle as the whip itself is CGI. With the power of two second editing, she kicks his ass, and this is the start of the cat puns with, quote, the cat got your tongue. Oh, that was terrible, John. After she questions him, but he says nothing until she threatens him with her diamond-tipped claws. And then he spells everything about the face cream and Hedair knows absolutely everything about it, including its flaws. Back to the lab she goes, but who knew? The lead scientist is shot dead, so Catwoman is framed. The next morning, patients visit Sally in hospital to A, warn her about the cream, and B, show off her sexy new look. Ah, she's wearing tailored clothes now, and no longer baggy, oversized, hideous stuff. As on TV, she sees Catwoman is getting framed for murder. Back with Inspector Clueless, who, get this, takes the coffee cup and a bag with I'm sorry written on it to a handwriting expert, when Clueless written by the same bloody hand. Even fucking Steve Wonder could see that, for fuck's sake. Heads on to the second date between Patience and Inspector Clueless at a fun fair where she saves a little boy from falling off a ferris wheel using her cat powers in broad daylight, yet Inspector Clueless is stunned, still none the wiser. That night, Catwoman goes for revenge on her dare, but he's not in his mansion, just sharing a with a golf club. Catwoman tells her she thinks her dare is a killer and wars him at this skin cream. So Sharon Stone gives her a cell phone, tells her he's at the ballet with the model, and to deal with him as she see fit. At the weird ballet of people on wires dangling from the fucking ceiling, jumping over a place like a Cirque du Soleil looking performance but in ballet form, Catwoman attacks her dare and tells him she knows absolutely everything. The cops show up out of nowhere, but luckily Inspector Clueless is on hand to let Catwoman slip into his fingers, but not before she kisses him on the face. More zooming around the town, the CGI goes from night to day into Hedera's office as he tries to cover up the scratches and indeed the whole fiasco. In walks Shannon Stone to snipe at him yet again, just divorce this bug nuts bitch already. He goes to slap her in the face but almost breaks his hand and it's here we find out she's got unbreakable skin and she knows all about the skin cream's flaws, but also the upside, i.e. granite skin. Which, by the way, how the hell does it breathe if it's granite? <laughs> that night, it's onto a scene of Sharon Stone caking on the cream to her face and neck, and how much money did she get paid for this role? It's third date time for Patience and Inspector Clueless. It's here 
she hoovers down of raw sushi, which is actually fruit because halibut is like fish apparently. Also, the fish would have stunk. I think it's actually a watermelon. <laughs> After the meal, Clueless walks Patience home. It starts to pour down with rain, so Patience runs for cover because, you know, cats hate water, which is not fucking true, as tigers love swimming. Cute a really awkward sex scene, after which not only does Inspector Clueless find scratch marks on his back, but a diamond claw on the floor, because that's funny, right? Cats shed their claws, but no, she's a fucking human, and humans do not shed their nails. After, oh my god, this movie is terrible. Um, she's not a bloody cat, she's human. Enemy Clueless picks up a glass with a lipstick smear on it, and takes it back to the lab, took it against the kiss from earlier as waking from her sleep by a phone call from Sharon Stone, who tells her to get to the mansion ASAP as George has met bug nuts and started to attack her. And here it is, Catwoman is framed for Hedaya's murder. Catwoman barely escapes, the cops, and steals a blissfully looking tracksuit, only to return home to be arrested by Inspector Clueless, who finally figures it all out. The fucking idiot. Not to worry, however. Uh, after a tearful confession about her being Catwoman, she easily escapes by squeezing through bars, because, you know, humans can squeeze through jail cell bars easily. Uh, once sabotaging the delivery trucks of the face cream, Catwoman takes on Sharon Stone, who shoots Clueless once he finally figures out she's evil all along. Because this guy's a fucking idiot. After getting warned from Catwoman, he still faces against her, and he's surprised he gets shot. Fucking moron. Quickly escaping, Catwoman takes out Stone's goons with ease. And then it is on Catwoman versus Stoneface, I'm going to call her. With the power of jump cuts and two male stunt doubles, Catwoman gets a good few licks in onto Stoneface's face. However, Crazy beats Good Kitty as Stoneface beats Catwoman with a lead pipe and then smashes her into a window, trash talking as she goes. One that's up to many, however, as Catwoman fights back, clawing at Stone Face's face, scratching it. So, Diamond cuts through Stone then. Hmm. After a literal cat fight, Stoneface falls to her death after seeing her reflection and just lets go. And she falls about 80 feet or 90 feet to her death as the terrible dummy spins in midair. Sally, it gets her hot boyfriend doctor. Patience is sent the crazy Catwoman, a picture of a cat she painted. Inspector Clueless is left at a cafe with a note saying he's a fucking idiot and moved the hell on as Catwoman prowls the rooftops of this unnamed city as a credits are roll. So that was Catwoman, even as a good bad movie, this feels miserably. The CGI is unforgivable, the script is utter trash, the plot lines are stupid and that cat fight at the end was just fucking lame. There's a line in this, as Catwoman says, quote, I'm only as bad as I want to be. Well, honey, you're bad, Kitty. No treats for you. You're going to get a pathetic 2 out of 10. Now, come back next week to see if Marvel can do any better with Electra and then Barb Wire. June is Iron Man. July is Captain America. August and September is Superman. And don't forget to share, leave a like, comment, and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me more suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other franchise podcasts of Mad Max, Star Wars, Resident Evil, Underworld and more. Also my solo podcast of Batman and Robin, They Live, Donnie Darko, S. Darko, Prince of Darkness and many, many more. And if you've 
feeling particularly kind, please join my Patreon podcast where for just $1 a month you get access to exclusive one hour plus long podcasts which are recorded live. No scripts, no editing, just real reactions to the movies we watch. Now, if you excuse me, I'm off to put this trash in a kitty litter, a titty bye.